Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What up, Fightful friends and family, and welcome to the spooky Halloween edition of Fightful Roundtable, where nobody but Alex put an even an ounce of effort into their clothing. Wait, hold on. I got this. Wait. I got some tattoo sleeves here. I got my uncle out <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, man. What are you doing, man? I'm Uncle Howdy. Welcome to Fightful Roundtable, man. I didn't mind. There we go. Hey, wait. I got tattoos now. Larson's got <laughs> tattoos for his costume. Wh- whose tattoos are they? Uh, he I don't was, know. He was tell him who you were today for the show. I was new TNA superstar uh, CM Punk. So I had a TNA shirt, which is actually right over there, plus these, and that's the extent of the effort I put into it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you're looking just as old and leathery as CM Punk is for a oh. young 25 year old man. I learned today. Stay away thank from you. the sun. Thank you. So we're going to end up like Larson. Um, hey, welcome everyone. Thank you for doing this. Sorry to get sidetracked, but that's what happens when you round up the hooligans on Halloween. Um, we have so much to get to. Of course, we got the most convenient co host in the game, Alex Lajas, haunting me every single month. If only she could see the state of my office outside of the camera, she'd be giving me a earful. But I mean, I can imagine. I hung yeah. out with you for <laughs> like two days. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Larson, the best duo in the game. Um, is there another one? I don't even know. So congratulations, guys. You've cornered Maybe there's probably other duos out there. Kayla, you look a lot like Shaq. It's weird. This is this is a Church of Friendos thing, isn't it? <laughs> this is a Church of Friendos thing? Where's Kayla? I thought that, she was going to be here. That's his quit. costume. That's yeah. his oh. costume. That's Kayla. will... Kayla's costume is Shaq. Shaq. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Next, next year we'll have Shaq as Kayla. Not sure I'll pull off quite as eloquently though. Um, okay, guys, we have so much to get to. I want to talk a little Halloween. I want to talk a little uh, Crown Jewel AEW. But this wasn't really on the roundup. But I do want to bring it up since we just saw the news. Um, much like the boy who cried wolf, Tony Khan has another special announcement for AEW on Wednesday. Just very quickly, I want to get everyone's thoughts. What do you think the special announcement is going to be? I'll just open the floor to whoever's got one. 
I mean, it's discontinuing his Twitter because of his funky Twitter figures. I'm going to, I'm going to say his big announcement is AW wins again. You know, it's like, he's all, it, it's always winning and uh, it's always the best show that they've ever put together. And uh, he's going to be, uh, yeah, he's going to be announcing that AW wins. That's what he's going to announce. Wins. He's going to, he's going to highlight, highlight the ratings for Kenny and MJF, <laughs> ignoring the, what the ratings for the rest of the show were. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, like, like a stiff competition of the world series and college football. Yeah, never has the World Series done under, I don't know, whatever million viewers. But now, thanks to AEW's collision, it's happened. He's just like Charlie Sheen. He's always winning. Dude, always yeah, winning. absolutely. <laughs> Shoot, if I came from a billion-dollar family, I'd always be winning, too. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, revival of Wrestle Society X because we don't oh. Great idea. Hold on. oh, I like That's a cool oh, idea. They can have the CG idea. like explosions and stuff again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be down for that. Physical media, baby. Bring back Jack <laughs> Evans. Put, like media, 14 baby. more titles on TV. It'll be <laughs> it makes me sad that we're even going here, guys. And AEW really captured my heart for a couple of years there. But here we are. Yeah, same uh, with everybody. In the yeah, our hearts. we don't need to be so sour and down on halloween so let's get to um what i think is probably a lot of fans is a highlight coming this weekend la night getting his big standout moment against roman reigns yeah at crown jewel yeah guys is this is this something new or are we just living in the Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, Jey Uso in SummerSlam, Twilight Zone? Like, is there any reason to be more hopeful and more excited of what this opportunity means for LA Knight than the big matches that Roman Reigns has had in the last, let's say, 9 to 12 months? Uh, for LA Knight, probably nah, nah. Um in terms of his chances of winning, at least, you know, it, it, it seems like the arc is going to be his ascent to the main event. He's going to lose due to interference in the bloodline at Crown Jewel. He's going to settle back down to the upper mid card, probably, maybe, win the United States Championship at WrestleMania, maybe against Logan Paul. And then they'll go back around saying, hey, is this guy really a main eventer? Or is this a situation where he's captured the imagination for the time being? But we'll see if this this rocket has enough fuel to take him back up to world championship level, or if it's just going to kind of settle in the upper mid card. That would be my guess. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like um, so. Like I, going back to like Drew McIntyre, Clash of the Castle. I know I thought, and, and a lot of our audience felt at that time, it was like the perfect scenario for maybe Drew McIntyre to actually win, and then he didn't. I know there are a lot of people who were thinking that maybe Sammy would win. I don't think we were ever close to thinking that because WrestleMania was right around the corner. But along the way, there's been, pl- I mean, the stories have always been really good. Mm-hmm. And it's always been sort of on the precipice of thinking, well, maybe they'll do it, but probably not. Cody, obviously, a lot of people thought um, Cody was going to win at WrestleMania. This one right here with LA Knight is sort of the most obvious one that there is zero chance that LA Knight is going to win. But like Larson said, I kind of feel like, this is the WWE's way of capitalizing on somebody that is hot right now and might wear out his welcome within six months 
because they're, they're, they're trying to strike while the iron's hot, but understanding that if he somehow is sustainable, then you can revisit him in the main event scene at some point down the line, but you might as well strike now while the iron hot, while the iron's hot. And it's at a Saudi Arabia show, which, you know, it's sort of outside the norm of their pay-per-view. So, or premium live events, whatever. So yeah, I, I kind of feel like that he's got no chance of winning. I don't think anybody is giving him any chance of winning. But uh, but everybody loves LA Knight, so why not do it now? Yeah, Alex, I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's nothing at stake for LA Knight compared to Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, and I think this is more like what Stephen Larson said. This is the moment of WWE like capitalizing on how hot he is, how hot LA Knight is. But hopefully this is more so like leverage for him continuing mm -hmm. forward on the roster since he's going against Roman. I've always said I hope that LA Knight wins the Royal Rumble next year. So maybe, you know, it's um, what is it? What do you call it in basketball? A layup? Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> what are you trying to describe? As? I don't know. <laughs> Like, a layup you know, is something in basketball, yes. It's like, you know, when you're yes. near the net, you run up, you take shot, two steps without the shot. ball, you jump, you toss it an in. An alley-oop? Alley-oop is when you pass it to someone. That's when and you pass it to There we go. Sports. Sports. Sports, everybody. Sports. Sports, and you entertained me. Thank you. Okay. So here's my follow-up question to that. I will. I put this out after last week's episode of WWE SmackDown. In my opinion... LA, I mean, I feel like the star is growing every week, but I feel like the contract signing with Roman Reigns was as much of a main event player as LA Knight has ever looked. Just everything, the confidence is there, but the execution, the mind games from cutting off Roman's entrance to walking right by him to sitting at the head of the table, whoever's idea it was to organize that segment deserves a raise and LA Knight executed perfectly. I know in the aftermath of McIntyre losing and Sami Zayn losing and especially Cody Rhodes losing and, and then the way the Jey Uso match played out particularly where they just kind of like tossed out the entire rule book for how the match was supposed to function. Yeah. I, I know it sort of created a lot of disappointment, but seeing where each of those guys are at right now, Drew McIntyre's slow burn heel turn, Jey Uso being a solo player on Raw, do you feel like despite losing WWE has done a good job of actually building a number of main event players underneath Roman Reigns across the board. And if so, is this an opportunity for LA Knight to kind of join? I feel like the WWE roster hasn't been this healthy in a long time. There's, there's a, there's a, uh, the only difference that I can really see is that everybody that you mentioned sort of has a really, really, really good story leading up to the Roman Reigns stuff. And like Sammy's story was so, Jay's story was so, those were so, so good stories. They were so well done that the fact that they were able to springboard into really good stuff afterwards, I think it was, it was helped along by the fact that they had something before that to work with. And so they had a place to go. I still think it remains to be seen with LA Knight because he hasn't really had a story. His story has been, yeah. His story has been like popping the crowd. They love him and that's great. And I think he's got a lot to work with there. And they've tried to give him a little bit more personality talking about his grind on the way to, you know, to the top and you know how it's only been one year, but there was 19 years before that, that, you know, really laid the groundwork. 
And so I don't know. I think he's going to be kind of in the same position he's in now. I don't really feel like it's going to do much for him except for show people that he can be on Roman Reigns' level because we all know this is probably going to be a bloodline interference match because it's kind of all of Roman's matches these days. So, like, I, you know, it's all going to depend on on it's going to be kind of a clean ish slate after this because he doesn't really have much coming into it. That being said, triple H has been doing a really good job across the board with a lot of people. So I feel like he'll be in a much better position now or after crown jewel than he would have been after crown jewel. If Vince was still booking Mm -hmm. things. So Mm -hmm. I feel like he'll have a good shot, but the other situations, they all had a lot of really, really good stuff preceding that Roman match. Um, on the other half of the world title scene, on the men's side, Seth Rollins is Drew McIntyre. We're six months into the reign of Seth Rollins as the inaugural world heavyweight champion. I don't know why we didn't just. There's so many now. There's like, like alternate universes, like multiple world heavyweight championship listings in Wiki, but neither here nor neither here nor there. Um, Alex, grade for me overall the Seth Rollins reign, and now that you've got a challenger in Drew McIntyre. It actually has a bit of story and, and a, a deeper level of character development than some of the other guys we've seen buy for the title. Is it time to make the switch at Crown Jewel? Uh, I don't know. I was hoping we had the switch when uh, Seth was going against Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Yeah, I want more for Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, also, where's Shinsuke been? Like that, that I feel like that feud really elevated him from where he was, which was nowhere to be seen. And mm-hmm. now we're just like back to vignettes. Yeah, he's like back in the shadows like he was before. Um, if I were to grade Seth Rollins' run with this, I don't know. For me, honestly, it's like a it's a C plus because the stuff that he was doing with Shinsuke was really great. But it was more so like it was great for Shinsuke, but then there was nothing for Shin. And then with Seth, it's like Seth is just always going to be like an elite player. Like he's always going to be a team player. He's always going to be great. Any character that they throw on him is just always going to be fantastic. Um, But there's just something about his reign. And I'll honestly put that under the same umbrella as like Rhea Ripley's reign where like they introduce these titles and it just doesn't feel like there's anything there. Seth at least has done something with it, but I think it's more so in terms of booking. And then with Rhea, they have her going against the men and it's great, but it's like, it doesn't feel like there's really much of a division. It just feels like this is uh, like a waiting room until we decide what to do with roman sometimes um but in terms of crown jewel i love drew but i don't i don't see him i don't see him winning it's just like a little bump on the road have you guys seen chuck norris lately he's still kicking butt staying active well into his 80s what's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel 
younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Steve Larson, give me a grade, and if the title should change. Uh, grade, I'd say I vacillate between a B and B plus. We did a video on 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 grading the current WWE Championship reigns. At the moment, then I was it was B plus. Like I feel like a lot of Seth reign has been good. Some of it's been pretty good, but I don't know if a lot of it's been great. It's like really solid work. There's been like the Nakamura feud was good, um, and it did a lot to kind of flesh out both characters. Um, I, I still feel like the World Heavyweight Championship is the consolation title in comparison to the Undisputed title because it hasn't made an event a pay-per-view that Roman's been on yet. Um, and Seth kind of runs into a pattern seemingly of when he is a babyface. At a certain point, I don't know what it is, it just feels like his run kind of runs out of steam. Things kind of get a little stale. I mean, this this he's gotten a lot more legs out of this current run as, as babyface Seth than he did a few years back when he beat Brock for the title and seemingly like the night after people were kind of bored of, of him as babyface. <laughs> um, uh, as far as Drew's chances of winning minimal, I would think at this point, uh, he, him taking the L at crown jewel is going to potentially advance his story more than a win could. So I, I mean, Steve and I talked about that at length today on our show about, about that scenario. And so I'm kind of leaning towards Drew losing, but you never know. I mean, it would be great. Drew's awesome, um, but who knows? Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of, I'm, I'm sort of in the same sphere in terms of grading Seth's title reign as sort of like a, a probably like closer to a B plus. But the thing that I like about it, the thing that I appreciate about it, is that they've actually kind of told a, a story, and that really came to a head with the Shinsuke stuff, where he talked about the broken back. Seth is obsessed with Seth is obsessed with being the non-Roman. 
with being there every week with defending this thing all the time. I know he just defended it the first time on Raw and, and however long, but he always wants to have a match. He always wants to fight. He doesn't want to be Roman where he's part-time, where he's gone all the time. And that's wearing him down. And I appreciate that as a story. They might not have like executed it perfectly, but I think Seth will be better off once he loses that title. And I'm I'm like 70% sure that he's going to win at Crown Jewel. I'm 30%. Like That still leaves like 30%, though, in my mind, that Drew McIntyre, he is sort of the most accomplished guy out of Seth's World Heavyweight Championship run that he's faced so far. He's a former WWE champion, and 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 he has a big chip on his shoulder. And Seth's sort of digs at him about uh, like the pandemic era stuff on Raw this week. I thought were pretty good, like the Crimea River stuff. I thought that was pretty good. So like I like that it hasn't just been, you know, Seth is is like un defeatable like he kind of is but he's also breaking down and eventually that's gonna come to a head whether it's a crown jewel whether it's a cash in whatever eventually that's gonna catch up to seth rollins and it's just a matter of like when is it all gonna break down for him you see in the the feud with shinsuke he would sort of step outside of that facade that he's got the you know the sunglasses and the sing my song crap because that's getting old but whenever he sort of takes the sunglasses off and has to keep it real that's when things get kind of interesting Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like if we get more of that, Seth, more of the Seth that has to come to the realization that I can't keep this pace up, he's not going to stop the pace. He's going to break himself before he stops the pace. I think that's been mildly interesting. Um, I think they could probably hit on that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I think it'll. I think in retrospect, it might end up looking better once he's lost the title and once that breaking point comes. And you can go back and look at all the beats that they've had. But um but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Seth chasing the title is always, always way more interesting than Seth having the title. And so if he loses the title, even at Crown Jewel, if it's a, a cash in bloodline, Drew turns heel, goes crazy on him, whatever. Um, it'll it'll be much more interesting at that point. The crowd will be a lot more behind him. Like people don't, they're not really. It's hard for crowds to get behind baby faces that have like really long title reigns because eventually they just end up being boring. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like it'll be a lot better once he actually loses the title. Mm-hmm. I think two things sort of stand out to me. One is I think the faces on Raw could really benefit from a heel champion right now. I feel like with Jay Uso, I know Cody Rhodes kind of has the Roman Reigns story that still needs to play out, but for guys like Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, it almost feels like they're in this holding pattern at times where the only people to feud with are the bloodline and or sorry, uh the judgment day. And now that you've sort of set the foundation for what drew could do with some tension with these guys i feel like he could you know put the title on drew have a rematch at survivor series program with Sami Zayn, and we could see maybe jay uso get a singles world title run in the new year i'm really into that possibility the other thing that really stands out you know a lot of these feuds with seth have had sort of plot holes in the in, in the motivation around the storylines but at least they're trying and i'll Give them that. I mean, you're bound to have plot holes when you're telling stories that span decades at times. For me, I think what sort of undercut Seth's run as world champion is exactly that workman, that workman-like mentality, because you have someone on the same program arguably doing it better, an intercontinental champion, Gunther, who's essentially playing the same role. I feel like WWE has sort of gotten the formula reversed where you have 
an inactive world champion on SmackDown and Roman Reigns, and yet you're not seeing the U.S. title defended very often. I actually thought by now L.A. Knight would have been the US, U.S. champion and it would have led to him actually being, in many ways, the primary title holder on SmackDown because there is no one else actively performing and defending a title. So I do think, yes, Seth Rollins is sort of experiencing a bit of an undercutting at Gunther's hands. He was on a remarkable reign. Uh, and, and I do think it changes in order sooner than later. But, you know, Seth is doing work. He's doing good work. Guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, listen, as long as you give me some money, I'll take it all. I'll take it all up on <laughs> I think you. Drop a little treat in that basket for us. We'll get to it by the end of the show. <laughs> okay, guys, I want to do a little pivot. Talk about some out. You know, you take from that what you will, friends. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little Halloween real quick. Uh, in your opinion, which pro wrestler in history has scared you the most or made you the most uncomfortable but it can't be an obvious answer so no canes here no undertakers no fiends who's someone no boogeyman who's someone when you think of you just instantly have uh uh, the creepy crawlies all over you and if you want i can start because the things that John Heidenreich did to Michael Cole will oh, forever. No. Will forever. Let's, not revisit that. Let's not revisit that. <laughs> no, I got I, I got my answer. It's pretty easy. It's Vince Russo and WCW. <laughs> like he I don't know how many people he's scared away, but he certainly scared away a lot of people. Booking him number one, when he showed up on TV, I was like, This guy doesn't belong on TV. I don't want to see him on my television. And then he made himself champion. I don't want to see this. And I'm I, a lot of people I think joined me in that. And then, uh, and, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, my, my answer is Vince Russo. I, I just had no desire. I was like, this is, this is, this, this guy is scaring me away from my, from my television. I'm running to the Federation. I'm going to be an e-drone for the rest of my life. <laughs> here we are today. And here we are today. Exactly. Later. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Oh, thanks to Vince uh, Russo. <laughs> thanks to Vince Russo. Um, I just thought of this name. Because he he's always come off as exceptionally unhinged. He'd always fly off the handle, and he would get promo time to 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 talk about the stories he was involved in. But instead, shoot on somebody else. I'm talking about Scott Steiner. Oh, great! Um, big Papa Pump, massive, largest arms in the world. I think he said at one point his peaks had peaks, um, and and the way he was just was so dang unpredictable. Uh, it came off as intimidating. And apparently, he might have been a bit intimidating backstage too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that adds to the whole thing. Yeah, he's kind of yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd be a little scared of, of Scott Steiner. You know, I, I failed senior year math, and if anyone gave me the confidence that I could still make something of myself, it was Scott Steiner. It was Scott Steiner. Inspiration <laughs> in that instance. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Alex, anyone come to mind? Uh, well, anyone that creeps me out. Oh, they're all canceled. Um, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, d- depending on your preferences, since he might be a hero or a villain. Oh man, um, I do have to say, Gene uh, Snitsky when he like kicked the baby when I saw yeah. that when I was a kid, I was like this guy's terrifying. He's gonna kick me. <laughs> Jesse, did you guys ever notice how long his nipples were? Yes, I think that was that also played a factor to it. No, but I'm so, yeah, to, I'm gonna yeah. Google it right now. Oh, they're 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 very long. Yeah, yeah, I only know that because of Quizlemania. 
Did oh, I bring that up? Oh, photo. did they do a nipple thing on Quizlemania? Yeah, they were yeah, very. Yeah, there was like guess who's. Oh God! Whoa! Yeah, right. Utters. Jump scare. Happy Halloween. Sorry, not to not to yuck his yum. Anyone's yum for that My buddy, I remember my buddy Evald laughed as hard as I've ever seen somebody laugh when we were watching a pay per view back in whenever he was around 2005 or whatever. And uh, I remember watching a pay-per-view and Snitsky was on it and like the camera got, went a close up and my friend was lying, laughing so hard because his nipples are so incredibly long. I might, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about scary. I'm just updating my to-do Maybe that good. should be your Halloween costume. You, Steven Larson, do that. Gene oh, Snitsky's like nipples. Gene, we could be Gene Snitsky's nipples. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you could be the baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just a one giant terms of service violation for all three of us. <laughs> There's no way you two would let that fly. Yeah. What are you? Yeah. I'm a nipple. I'm a very long nipple. No, <laughs> canceled. I think Fightful hit 100,000 subs recently. Shout out to the team. So it's time for everything, I think, too. They've had enough success for the time. <laughs> They've had enough success. <laughs> they could start over. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, speaking of a lifetime of success, Sting recently announced that uh, it's coming to an end, man. I, I don't think many pro wrestling retirements stick, but I have some vested interest in this one, and I think many people do based on the con- consummate professional that Sting has been throughout his career. Um, if you had it your way, we'll start with Alex on this one. Who is your number one choice for Sting's retirement match? If this guy wasn't retired himself, I would have loved to see him versus Great Muda. Sting versus Great Muda. I know they had that moment. Uh, I was there at Grand Slam for that rampage when he came out. And, like, I didn't know I needed that moment until I actually experienced it. Um, that's who I would pick if I was living, you know, if it was my world. Um, but yeah, I thought about this the other day too. I was like, who would his last opponent be? Like, there's so many people to choose, but then like, if you want to bring in like a classic name for Sting, like past feuds, there's nobody, but it also oh, shows how like Rick Flair, what are you talking about? Nobody. <laughs> Rick Flair is right there, Alex. Come on. I mean, no. <laughs> Tales of the Crypt, no thanks, dude. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Christian Cage, who's just, I mean, we're, we're, we've dubbed the wrong man the rated R superstar. I cannot believe, and I am so eternally appreciative for the things they let that man get away with with a hot mic. With a hot mic. He is terrific. He is absolutely, oh, terrific. absolutely terrific. God, he's so good, especially in the, uh, the media scrums. Like, he's so good. <laughs> god i'm honestly afraid we've had such positive interactions in interviews that i'm kind of afraid to ask to talk to him again because i don't know what this version of christian cage is going to have in store for me yeah that might be dangerous that might be dangerous. i want to i want to interview him and i want to wear a shirt that says i heart my dad and see what he says (laughs) is your is your dad still alive alex yeah he is maybe i should bring him in (laughs) into the interview (laughs) Steve do you have a retirement match I mean the obvious answer is Darby I think that makes the most sense in the world Um, so yeah I don't know him uh, you know Alex earlier you said my world that brings up Jeff Jarrett maybe Jeff Jarrett maybe they can put the Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch championship on the line 
of course, Jeff Jarrett, young, hungry superstar, goes over. Sting does the job for him. And then Jeff Jarrett can maybe ascend to that next level. Uh, so maybe him, but I don't know. It's got it's got to be Darby. Like it's it's it has to be Darby. Sting uh, uh, eats that coffin drop, and uh, Darby wins, and he gets the Sting rub. That's what I think. Larson, are you on the same boat? Yeah, there? Darby. Darby seems likely. I know as much as Steve would like to see Flair uh, get in the ring one more time. Oh man, take I want to take mid match. Maybe I want to see him take two naps mid match this time. <laughs> But yeah, Darby makes a lot of sense. I, I was kind of wondering if rather than doing a singles match for Sting, they might do a tag match. They might do Sting and Darby versus like Christian and Nick Wayne, um, something like that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it seems like if Sting is going to go out, you know, and and well, here's the thing. They want Sting to go out a winner. Probably a tag match. Tag team, yeah. If, yeah. if, if Sting's going to do the honor for somebody, it's going to be a singles match with Darby. Yeah, well, I know Darby, and I think he's mentioned in a few, but he did tell me that he doesn't want to wrestle Sting one-on-one. He wants to be in a tag team match with them. Now, who knows whether or not he's being honest or whether he'd really have any say in the matter, but that's interesting. I'm going to pull up a name that I'm ashamed, wasn't offended, wasn't mentioned sooner. Um, let me see if I can get this photo going. Why are we not? Why are we not? Oh my jeez! God, creepy he looks! My goodness! Now listen. Imagine those nipples staring at you from the other side of your bed, just just hanging over your bed like you're. You look so much more terrifying no not hanging yeah, don't man. say hanging that's disgusting hanging what do you mean like they're not it's even where they're supposed to be. baby like they're supposed to be a good three inches up yeah they're very low why are they yeah. so low like they're and they're, they're lopsided that's well, weird i don't mean like that. trying to reach eye level to you listen you know? to us body shaming that's terrible uh, what a beautiful body is it body way. shaming or is it appreciating <laughs> at a different <laughs> angle <laughs> <laughs> What a beautiful, doughy, <laughs> slick man. Um, are we going to be thrilled or disappointed if uh, Tony's announcement on Wednesday is that Goldberg will be wrestling Sting in his power? Thrilled. Thrilled. That'd be oh, amazing. Man, That'd Bret Hart's going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. You know what? Dude, Bret Hart running, double sharpshooter, scorpion deathlock, I think. Oh, That's something. That'd be it's exactly up TK's alley. I'm here for it. Uh, okay, guys, before we begin hitting this back half of this, very quickly, if I can find it, should I have had this prepped in advance? Yes. Did I? No. Do I even know where it is? Maybe. I think Sean Rostap has a little ad read that he will do because apparently he doesn't trust me to do it for him. Fitbod.me slash PPV. You want to check this out. This is going to take your workouts to a new level daily workouts, goal and experience settings, muscle recovery, the ability to connect to all your devices. They have timed intervals, circuits and supersets, equipment selection. This stuff has helped me out a lot as I'm trying to get in the best shape of my life. And the thing I like about it, when I travel, it is so useful. So maybe you have weights one day, you have bands the next, and maybe the next day you don't have any equipment. You can only do body weight exercises. Fitbod 
is going to cater your workout to that. And it's going to cater your workouts based on how fresh your muscles are. You can ask a trainer. You can use video demonstrations and exercise instructions. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to stop guessing and start working. And at fitbod.me slash PPV, you can redeem your 25% off code. And you can download to try it now for free. Fitbod, that's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV. Over 150,000 five-star reviews and over 5 million downloads. Fitbod.me slash PPV. Guys, you too can have a body that looks like... Oh, look yeah. at that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. damn it. That's the <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Yeah, That's look at the that. Stuff. It'll look at make that you kick. Got a couple clothing <laughs> pins on those bad boys. Oh, Add yeah. some weights on the other end. Make oh, kick. my goodness. Go. <laughs> um, guys, uh, it is the Halloween season, and I feel like Steve might be doubling up on his answers here. But uh, in honor of the spookiest of all the times, what I would like from each of you is what is one booking decision that still haunts you as a professional wrestling fan? Oh, boy. Katie Vick? Mm -hmm. Alex, (laughs) break it down for the youngins. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't think... We're monetized, right? I don't think I can. <laughs> can you very, very carefully allude to those YouTube Very decisions. scientifically tell us what happened with yeah. Katie Vick there, Alex. So when, uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I really don't know how to describe it outside of monetization. I mean, you know, the guy in charge, Hunter, Triple H. You know, he went to a funeral and uh, he had a great time. <laughs> gave, gave, gave the deceased a proper send off. Yep. Yep. He, uh, yep, he did. Yeah. <laughs> six feet. I don't know how to describe feet. it outside of yeah. that, man. Oh, yeah. uh, every time. Well, I remember I went to. Uh, Starcast the first year, and they oh. had uh, the casket. And uh, what? Yeah, yeah. You guys were there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was? Yeah. What was? What? I, I'm trying to remember the booth that had it. I don't know. It was. Like, it was to our left. Yeah, it was I to remember our left. Where it was. I remember that they had like also called ET went over there for a bit. Was it like? On the last was, day. But it wasn't like it wasn't like the TV used version. It was just like a gag they had set up, right? Like. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the TV version is probably experience. still in the warehouse. Probably, or the, no, like the funeral. Uh, home, I saw people no. climb into that oh, casket no. to take their photo oh, no. op. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I remember that? Yeah, we should, Larson. We should have done that. Yeah, missed opportunity, I suppose. Maybe another opportunity. Year. We should have done that. We we're too busy like hawking merchandise <laughs> at our booth and laughing at Stone Cold ET on that last day. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, Plus, hilarious. Eiffel Tower on the upside down, you know. Uh, uh, Steve. Steve. <laughs> okay, we gotta move on. Steve, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Steve. Did you say what I think you said? <laughs> All right, we're monetized. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Can't believe you just said that. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and pick up from here. I don't, I can't follow this though. What the hell? That's messed up. You can't put me in that position. Let's go. Let's go. I need a minute. 
You got to come up with something, Steve. I, I can't. Well, now I can't. I was going to say, like, oh, going to WrestleMania 9, but now this is, I can't follow up that. What the hell? Okay, sure. Okay. You know what? I can. Oh, I, I'll, oh, oh I'll, no, I got I'll one. I got one. You got one? Here, okay. I can follow the Katie Vick thing. It's when they book CM Punk to poop his pants during a match with Dean Ambrose and then there they go. had to pick up the poop. There you go. Yeah. There it is. That's that's even grosser than the Katie Vick. Well, it's actually not even close to being as gross as the Katie Vick. But it's gross as well. <laughs> it's actually, like, practically speaking, it is more gross because it was real poop. It was real poop. As opposed to yeah. the Katie Vick, which is the And the ref didn't have it when he picked it up. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'll say whoever books CM Do- Punk to crap his <laughs> pants. Do you think the ref got, like, a backstage bonus for that? God, you would love to think so. <laughs> or at least a pat on the back from Vince. I God know, damn it. Cut in front of the line of catering yeah. at least. <laughs> After he washes his hands. Oh, no. Not the front <laughs> of the line. Say. He needs to go to the back <laughs> of the line. You get you get to pick your food last. <laughs> get your poopy hands on it. This is so much better than I The best poop in the world. Yeah. Maybe uh, his catering time. his catering yeah. is boogeyman's worms. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> Larson, you got something for us? I don't got anything with poop in it that comes off hand. Um, <laughs> unless unless it it's been confirmed booked Sid to poop his pants to WrestleMania thirteen. Uh the one thing that pops in my head when I hear bad booking decisions is heal Michael Cole. Mm. That always pops in my head first because I remember I didn't watch wrestling for a while. I went to Steve's house one day. He's like, hey, come over and watch WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 27. Oh, yeah. And of course, the Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler match took up like a half hour, even though the match was only eight minutes long, a half hour of the show. Mm-hmm. And after watching that pay per view, this one where Miz made it against John Cena, I'm shocked that I continued watching wrestling. Yeah. Because it was not a good WrestleMania. And heel Michael Cole was one of the most awful things uh, creatively WWE ever put on TV because it was garbage. And then John Cena humiliated him on Raw and poured barbecue sauce all over him. It just wasn't entertaining. It was terrible. It was like the dark times of wrestling at that point. It was. It was like the celebrity guest host era, heel Michael Cole. Anonymous Raw GM era and all that. Yeah, there was a lot of just really bad going on there. Yeah, but now Michael Cole is the super baby face thanks to the push of Pat McAfee. Yeah. I, I like mean, Michael Cole now. Listen, I'd be a horrible heel too if I had those frosted tips. Oof. <laughs> now, uh, I do actually have one that came to mind. And Alex, is there anything worse than screwing one person? Yes, screwing six of them. I am so grateful for everything that John Cena is doing in this recent run, but I will never forgive him for derailing the entire Nexus single-handedly mm-hmm. in one mm-hmm. fell swoop. I mean, Team WWE versus Team Nexus this breakout faction that uh, had sort of taken WWE television by storm, you know, invading the ring, Brian Danielson choking out Justin Roberts. And then you have Cena 1v6, the whole squad. Did he not, like, take, like, a headshot to the concrete or something or steel steps? That group never recovered. So No, I, you know, this is one of my unpopular opinions. I think Cena Do you was like that? The- yeah, Cena was in the right on that one. What? I feel like, you know, he was well within his rights to go to Vince and say, listen, besides maybe Wade Barrett, and I know, like, I don't, I forget if Brian, if, if Danielson was like part of that. He was on crew. Team WWE, actually. Oh, yeah, he was on was Team WWE. So he's like, look, Vince. Vince. But then he got beat. <laughs> like, Vince, we got the one guy that we really need here. We got Daniel Bryan. Let's be completely honest. Nobody else on this team means a damn. 
And I kind of feel like history has proven John Cena correct. I mean, I look at not. who else was in that group. You had I Ryback. I tolerate this, Brit, this uh, Wade Barrett slander. Like Justin Gabriel. Right? Wade Barrett had like a million. He's great at commentary. I like Wade Barrett. But as a wrestler, eh, you know. Oh, you really like bad news, but, Barrett, Steve? I mean, we, it's funny, but how far was say, that really going to What go? was this finish? How did this, this ever get like cleared as a finishing move, by the way? Whatever this thing was that Wade Barrett oh, did. Oh, that Wade Barrett. Just, like, Wasteland, they shoulder. called it. Yeah. He just dumped people on their back. Yeah. The worst finisher I've ever seen. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Like no, I kind of feel like the Nexus. It was a great idea, but they're all lousy. So, you know, good riddance to the Nexus. <laughs> oh, we also forgot about the dog kennel match with the, what was it, Al Snow and Big Boss Man? And Boss Man, yeah. that was pretty oh, terrible. Yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff bad. back then, too. Yeah. That one actually, I feel bad for those dogs. No, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an owner who now knows to like prioritize positive reinforcement, you feel bad for all the pooping and peeing going on around the cage i'd have to go yeah. back and and revisit it but i kind of feel like david flair was probably a pretty scary booking decision in general bro i saw a clip the other day on twitter and i just didn't want to you know i didn't want to bury the man yeah yeah i it maybe is one of those things where like if i go back and revisit it, i could see something ironically funny in it but maybe not <laughs> not intentional <laughs> not intentional uh yeah that was I, you know i didn't i wasn't really very was i alive i was alive but like you know i was a baby for the david flair experience and uh i didn't miss much i didn't miss much actually i missed a whole lot but it was dude how did that guy get in a ring at that stage i, I, I don't want to say actually maybe this would have caught me by surprise um okay guys this might be my last fightful round table but we have about 15 minutes so hey i'm taking over. let's make it count <laughs> guys make sure to throw those super chats in we'll get to those we blasted the, you know usually i gotta like reel these in guys but you guys have been you guys have we've been, been efficient we've, we've been, been efficient it's, it's this i think it's the snitsky nipples to be honest with you yeah yeah it, well, that yeah was, that was the what one more that needs to be off. said yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm, I'm mostly just regretting all of my career choices right now. So, that's who hasn't done that before? Yeah. <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, okay, let's do this because I'm clearly at a rare and complete loss for words. What? Oh, you know what? Actually, I saw this in the comments section. I'm very curious to think. Let's fast forward the Seth Rollins conversation a bit. By WrestleMania, by the end of WrestleMania 40 this year, who do you want to see as the World Heavyweight Champion on Raw? Sammy. Snitsky? <laughs> Snitsky's nipples. Sammy, oh, there we are. Yeah. God damn it. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Zane. That's what I would like to see by the end of WrestleMania 40. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it'd be pretty awesome. Who do you think will be the champion then? Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll. I, I say gonna... give. I say give Jey Uso the world title on the same night Roman Reigns loses his. Oh, that's kind of neat. Cool idea. I like pretty that. neat. That's a neat idea. I like that. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, I like that. I like I that a lot. Um, uh. I think I would like to see Gunther. Uh, yes. I think as like uh, the overall general um, love of that kind of booking, I guess. 
Man, I want to see something happening with Kevin Owens, really. I would love to see KO uh, take that title. By WrestleMania 40, I don't know, but Gunther just seems like the obvious choice right now. If he wasn't on such a, like, hot run with the Intercontinental Championship, like, he makes me care about the championship again, and I don't think I've cared about it since it was a different design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I really love what he's doing right now. I can't wait for him to lose that title so that he enters that next scene. Um, and he could be another good contender to win the Royal Rumble too. So if that were to work out, then I could definitely see him become champion by WrestleMania 40. Yeah. How about have Gunther as Intercontinental Champion win World Heavyweight Champion? Got all oh, the belts. That's good. I like it. Got both of them. I like it. And night one. Too long. Holding all the belts. Here's another name for you. Hmm. I know there's a lot of reports saying, no, this guy's not coming to WWE. Oh, wow. Imagine this. Seth Rollins, oh, no. open challenge, WrestleMania 40. Oh, It's clobbered time. See, I'm not I'm not advocating for this by a stretch of imagination, but man, people people will talk about it. Be a lot of conversation. Do you, like, the, Seth Rollins day, has to do the job again. That's the day Twitter is really going to burn down. It's just going to completely break. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Do you guys think it was wise to move Kevin Owens to SmackDown? I didn't really see the need for it, and it looks like it's. It was I mean, worth it to see him punch both Theory and Waller with one yeah, shot. Yeah, it was worth it. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. great. I Mike, think if they if, go ahead, Lars. Go ahead, Steve. No, go ahead. Okay. I think go if ahead, they Steve. lean into the story of like Cody being a politician and sending Kevin Owens to SmackDown, if they somehow but they haven't really even addressed it. Like Sammy's just sad that he's gone. And Kevin Owens is like, Yeah, I'm kind of hurt that I'm not with Sam anymore, but now I just want to punch people in the face. Like if they if they somehow come around to the idea that you know, Cody kind of orchestrated all that and he broke up two best friends. Like, shouldn't he have to sort of like atone for that. Um, I feel like if they address that story, I think there could be something good there. Um, and I kind of feel like it's also a long game. If Roman, in fact, loses at 40, which he really should, like, I don't know. I feel like that'll give Kevin Owens a mm. lot more opportunities because I don't think they're going to revisit him and Roman. They did like, I mean, I know it was a while ago, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe if you wait for some things to sort of come into place, like that United States championship, like you mentioned, they don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens has a long history with that title or he's got a history with that title anyways. Um, and I feel like there can be some good feuds around that, but I feel like maybe they're just sort of waiting for some things to resolve to give Kevin Owens something really good to do. And it's going to be interesting too. Now it's, I'm, I'm wondering if Sammy and Jay are going to start tagging on Raw. And now that Owens is feuding seemingly with Theory and Waller, is he going to have to find a new tag partner? So the best friends split between different brands are to find new best friends to tag with. And is that going to create tension between Kevin and Sammy? So, I mean, there's some interesting things that could come from it, but, you know, who knows what they're going to do. Yeah. I like the separation of Sammy and Kevin Owens. I love them together. They're a great duo. Um, but I like them separated for now just because it's, I kind of, I really want yeah. them both to get their footing on the ground just individually having something just for themselves. Um, again, I love them together, but I'd rather just see them apart for now until they, 
come together again. And when they come together again, I hope it's with a match against each other. Because I like them. They work great as a team together, but I like them better when they're across the ring from each other. You like them when they come together. You know, you're the one that's off the rails today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a Dong Lord production. I think I, I, I assume if I don't get enough sexual humor that I'm also not going to. It's a very it's a very fine line to tread without between, you know, too many dick jokes and not enough dick jokes. How, I feel like I might be swinging a bit wide. How today. is this episode not sponsored by Blue Chew? I, I just don't know anything about that. Do, are we even supposed to bring up Blue Chew? I don't know, but you know. Do they not have a sponsor? Which... <gasps> I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. Look, I'm here once a month. I'm the. So I'm like I. that. No... <laughs> I'm here once a month. I'm here once a month. How often are you here, Alex? Once a month. When you show up. <laughs> which is how often? Once a month. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, that is all the time we have today, but don't worry. You don't have to wait a whole month. You can wait two months because I'll be away on my honeymoon next month. So we will see. I'm going to go backpacking in Vietnam. Hopefully my ankle is no longer sprained by the time we get there. That would be nice. Oh, my gosh. We'll make do. Uh, So, yeah, no roundtable November. I don't know if I want to do one for Christmas, but I'll I'll try. I'll try and make something happen. It it, It depends if Alex has anyone. To spend Christmas with, if not her and I can hang out. <laughs> You're kind of way too deep. You're gonna do it on Christmas, on, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day, on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come in like Oliver hey. Twist, and then and then hey, why not December 31st, like around I don't know 11 uh, 15 p.m. like 11 50, 11 59 maybe. I'll be in bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in bed. Yeah. <laughs> But in the meantime, there is so much good stuff to check out on Fightful Pro Wrestling. So please subscribe, thumbs up, tap the notification bell, support all the great work they do that allows me to uh, ruin it all in one fell swoop. You can check out my work at Shaq Wrestling on YouTube, recent interview with LA Knight, Seth Rollins, lots of stuff at Shaq MMA. That's like, that's the main thing if you're into combat sports. I would plug CBS Sports, but it might be in my best interest not to today. So we'll leave that there. Alex, if there's anything you all let the people know, I'll throw the floor to you. Hi. Hello. My Twitter's there, Queen of the Ring. You can follow me there if you're watching this. Uh, also, twitch.tv slash Queen of the Ring. Uh, I will be live. If you're watching this live, I'll be live for Halloween hot Havoc. Uh, but if not, Mondays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, especially on Thursdays, we watch Total Bellas. And it's a hoot. If you love trash reality TV, that's the place for you. That's all. Steve Larson. I think we're like on Google. You can Google the Steven Larson yeah. and then like Google's... we'll be there somewhere. There'll probably be at least one listing, maybe several <laughs> things we do. Yeah. There's like videos that we do, I think, out there. So like, yeah, Google just Google it. <laughs> Are Steven Larson the Bella twins of wrestling podcasts? Yeah, they're the Gene Snitsky Bella twins. That sounds we're, right. we're the yeah. two Snitsky nipples of, of wrestling yeah. YouTube. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. Look at those nipples. <laughs> yeah, make them move. Yeah. Oh, All right, man. I know what I'm doing in Photoshop as soon as this episode ends. Uh, is that your plug, guys? Are you satisfied with that? Yeah, we're good with that. Yeah, bro. Google. Yeah, Look, man, we've been around long enough. Y'all know who we are. Just Google us. Okay, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for checking out the show. Hope you have a wonderful time. Enjoy. Uh, WWE Crown Jewel. Enjoy Tony Khan's major blockbuster 
landscape shifting. AW wins again. <laughs> Announcement of the week. Maybe we'll only get one this week if we're lucky. Uh, take care. Signing guys. Katie Vick to AEW. That's what's happening. Oh, All right. We're out yeah. of here, Snitsky. folks. Snitsky. <laughs> Sign Snitsky's nipples. God damn it, man. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.